Hey guys, it's Toby Morrison here from CFS Health and in today's video we are going to talk about the 10 key tips to improving the quality of your sleep. Now I know there's lots of quick fixes and uh, supplements out there that you might be trying to take and you probably bought literally a cupboard full of supplements to try and sleep better. But before you keep doing that or, or before you go and spend another $100 on a, a sleep pill, uh, I want you to try these 10 things and I want you to see if you're doing these 10 things first and if you are or if you haven't yet but you're going to implement these things, you will definitely notice an improvement with the quality of your sleep, you'll feel more restful during sleep and you should be able to sleep for longer. And I know one of the biggest things is having interrupted sleep or irritable sleep, especially when it comes to chronic fatigue syndrome and chronic illness, which is ironic because most people who don't experience it think that all you do is sleep, which isn't necessarily true depending on what stage you're in. So I've got it here, I've written them down. And like I said, if you can grab a notepad and pen, I'm gonna make this really quick and sharp and short. So you can just get to the bottom of it, you can apply it, and move on but just make sure let's see if you're actually doing these things first so the first thing your day determines your night so many people come to us and say i can't sleep i'm just feeling terrible and then we'll ask them what are you doing during the day and they're like i don't really have a routine i don't have any structure depending on how i feel is what i do and that's all well and good but if you don't have a planned day or at least some form of routine and structure. And I know it's boring, but trust me, the amount of transformations I've seen from people who apply this is ridiculous. So routine and structure, you've basically got to get the right amount of activity and rest. I would look at your day, which should determine your night, right? If you're doing too much, you're either going to be overtired and wired or way too exhausted. But if you're doing too little, you're actually going to have surplus energy in your body, which is going to keep you awake at night. So we want to get to the end of the day feeling good tired, okay? Uh, tired is good, right? It's not a bad thing, but we want to get to the end of the day and be good tired, not ridiculously overly exhausted, but also not wide awake where we've got energy inside ourselves. I see it time and time again. And when you dial this in and you get a specific view, depending on where you're at, it's going to make a huge difference to your life. Second thing, avoid sleeping too late in the day. Now you might not be a daytime sleeper or you might be sleeping during the day because your body needs it right now. But one of the things that we teach is making sure that you're not sleeping too late in the day. So if you do need a daytime sleep, sleep between the times of 10 a.m. and 2 to 3 p.m., no later than that. Why? Because if you sleep later than that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You wake up at 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. and you're like, ah, oh, what time is it? And your brain's trying to figure out, is it morning or is it nighttime? And so basically you're ruining your circadian rhythm. What we want to do is, yes, we want to honor our body. If we need more deep rest and sleep during the day, that's fine. We need to honor that. We need to do it in the right appropriate times. If we're doing it too late in the day, we're confusing our brain and our body and we're not going to sleep well at night. This is something you've got to be flexible with. Some people couldn't sleep until 4 a.m. in the morning because they sleep so late in the day. We had to reverse this slowly. In particular, one teenage boy would wake up at like 3 p.m. in the afternoon because he, he just had the worst night's sleep. And so we had to work with him for six months to rewind his body clock and get him into a good rhythm and routine. And it was very hard initially for him, but I can tell you that after six months, 
that boy was a brand new boy. More energy, would wake up normal times, got stronger and healthier over time and basically was able to go and live his life full time after that. But it was a real hard process to get him out of that rhythm and routine, which is exactly what it is. It's a pattern. We need to break the pattern, but we need to do it in a flexible way, whether that's easing back 20 minutes at a time or five minutes at a time or an hour at a time, whatever suits you. Again, this is where having a coach or a program to help you with this stuff is very important. So yeah, don't sleep any later than 3 p.m. If you Don't freak out if you do, but try and pull it back more, okay? So you've got more time in the afternoon for your brain and body to see, oh, okay, the sun's going down now and I can sleep. It's time to go back to bed now. I've got some really key ones at the end of this, so please watch the end because I've got one that's very important which will back that one up. Food and activities, rest play ratio number three. Making sure that you're eating uh, holistic nutrition, you're having your proteins, your carbohydrates, and your fats. When I say carbohydrates, I'm talking about root vegetables and fruits that are suitable for you. Everyone's different, but pick what you need and what works for you. And then making sure that you're having the right rest play ratio throughout the day. You've got to remember that your natural cortisol levels are going to spike in the morning. They're going to slowly decline till about 3 p.m. That's the 3 p.m. slump. And then they pick back up again and then they go back down again. That's normal, okay? How can we supplement this? We can supplement this with really good high metabolic food, which is going to keep our blood sugar levels sustained, not too high, not too low, and our energy levels sustained throughout the day. That's one thing that I think is very important that is so overlooked is meal frequency and meal combination, having the protein and the carbohydrates to make sure there's a balanced meal there. Again, rest play ratio. If you are resting, stay to the end of this because I've got another tip for you about that in conjunction with your sleep. But find the right rest play ratio, which is basically your baseline so you can stop pushing and crashing all the time and basically be more consistent, which is, again, going to help you with your sleep. Number four is have you winded down? I think one of the things is we want to sleep better, but we're constantly on our phones. We're, we're watching shitty TV. I don't watch TV, but most people watch TV and they're wired still at nine o'clock at night. Are you actually winding down? Because it's such a habit to not wind down. I totally get it. But it's amazing what happens if we do wind down properly. Number five, sleep environment. We want to make sure that our room is our kind of sacred place for sleep. We don't want it to have everything in there. We don't want it to have distractions in there. Laptops and computers and TVs in your bedroom, I don't think is necessary. I don't think it's helpful. I don't think it's healthy. Your bedroom needs to be for sleep, okay? So make it an environment that actually makes you wanna calm down and relax. Whether that's having candles in your room, essential oils, nice flowers or plants or whatever it is for you, Make your room something that you want to come home to bed to. Make it as nice as, as you possibly can for yourself. Make your bed in the morning. We want to create order in the environment that we've got. Again, you'll think that these tips are a bit silly, but they're not. They're very useful and very effective. Number six is room temperature. Now, there's some really good studies out there to suggest that a cooler room temperature is going to help you have better sleep. I know some of you are in the UK and in Europe, so you get those really cold winters. But anywhere from 18 to 23 degrees in your room would be really good. Some people like it warmer, some people like it colder. Too hot, your body's going to overheat. So that is really important that you try and get the room temperature right for you. This one's, I think, is very important. 
a quality eye mask and quality earplugs. Not the kind of squishy ones, the soft squishy ones. You want to get silicon earplugs. Now that will block out all the noise. It might take some time getting used to, but if you wake up because you're a sensitive sleeper, that can be really helpful. A quality eye mask that covers your entire eyes can be also very helpful. So have a look online. Some of you will like the heavier ones, some of you will like lighter ones. It's so worth investing in that. So go check that out. Number eight is pillow and blanket. Have a quality pillow. Now, if the one that you've got isn't working for you, it's annoying, just try another one until you find the right one. Blanket, again, if you're too hot, it's probably too heavy. We wanna make sure that we've got the right temperature, not too low, but not too high. So if you've got a blanket that's too heavy, maybe swap it for two thinner blankets or throwovers to have that right temperature for you. Number nine, bed is only for sleep and sex. Yes, I'm gonna say that again. Bed is only for sleep and sex, and if you're not having sex, then it's just for sleep right now, okay? If you're resting, rest somewhere else. This is very important. If you're in your bedroom and you're doing everything in your bedroom, even if you're resting in the bedroom all the time, if you can, I would highly recommend using your bedroom only for sleep and sex and everything else can be done somewhere else. Now, if you're resting and you're not in a great way, then obviously that's fine in your bedroom. But if you can, go and rest on the couch. If you can, go and rest outside or somewhere not on your bed because what's going to happen is your brain is starting to... Uh, associate resting in bed, not sleeping. What we want to do is get our brains to associate bed with sleep, not bed with rest and bed with d doing arts and crafts on it and all those kinds of things. Bed is for sleep, okay? The more we can get our brains to start to associate with that, the better it will be for us too. I've got a few bonus ones, I, I lied. It, it was 10, but I've actually got 16 here for you. But the, the last six are key. Now they're a bit deeper and they'll help you with the mindset stuff and the anxiety of it all as well. Number 10, avoid chocolate stimulants after 2 p.m. every day. That goes for coffee, black tea. Basically try and stop the stimulants early on in the afternoon. If you have it too late, it usually keeps you too stimulated and it just won't be that useful for you. So definitely avoid chocolate and stimulants from 2 p.m. onwards. For dinner, don't eat dinner too late. And don't eat too much for dinner. You know what it's like if you eat at 8 o'clock at night, the sun's gone down two to three hours before that, and you're so full that when you lie down, you feel like the food's up here somewhere. Again, really simple thing, but this goes back to your day. If you're having breakfast at the set time, then you're having a snack, then you're having lunch, then you're having a snack, then you're having a dinner, it's good, but if you skip meals and you're sleeping way longer than you should and your routine's all out of whack and all of a sudden you're eating at nine o'clock at night and you're full as a goog and then you have dessert on top and you've got all this sugar sitting on top of this beautiful high protein, solid carbohydrate meal, your stomach's doing a lot of work. It's awake, it's working. So try and have dinner at an earlier time. Six to seven is ideal when the sun goes down. And if you're hungry, then have a light snack before bed. But that will help a hell of a lot. Now, number 12 is having a nighttime routine. Now, this could be light stretching. It could be having a chamomile tea with a little bit of honey. It could be listening to some classical music. 
it could be you know lighting the candles it could be anything but your nighttime routine is very important in the sense of no phone putting your phone on airplane mode dimming the lights if you want you could get blue light blockers it basically dims your surroundings just by wearing that that can be very beneficial too buying some blue light blockers they're pretty affordable online i think you can find them on ebay or amazon for probably 30 dollars or something like that you know before we had electricity and things like that people went to bed at seven o'clock eight o'clock at night or at least they were winding down then now we're just so stimulated and it's no wonder that we're not sleeping that well and it's amazing what happens when we get into a good nighttime routine, whether it's a, a light stretch on the yoga mat or just some uh, restorative breathing, whatever it is, that can be very helpful too. I've also got here breathing exercises. So nostril breathing can be very helpful. Sometimes meditation can be useful too. You can probably start to overthink and get frustrated with yourself, but nostril breathing is great. One thing that I recommend is box breathing. So you breathe in for a count of three or four, and then you basically double it in time on the exhale. So you breathe in for one, three, four, and then you breathe out for eight. You can try that. Pausing your breath on the empty stomach can be helpful too. There are some great YouTube videos that can help you with that. We have our own select breathing exercises inside our online recovery program. But basically just calming down your nervous system using your nasal breathing can be very helpful. It'll switch on your parasympathetic nervous system. And you could just have your hand on your heart and your tummy. Just three minutes of just nice, easy breathing can be very helpful for you. Okay. Now, some good ones coming up for you. They're all good, obviously. If you apply some of these, I'm sure it's gonna help you. We've got writing down any to-dos that you have for the following day. I know sometimes when we've got things on our mind, just having a notepad and pen beside our table and just writing down some things that are on your mind, the to-do list, even just journaling for five, 10 minutes can be so helpful just to get it all out on paper and then leave it there rather than renumerating inside your head. Now, what calms your nervous system? Number 15, this is important. I want you to ask that question and figure out what actually helps calm your nervous system. For some of you, it might be listening to music. It might be reading. It might be playing an instrument like a guitar. It might be singing. It might be just closing your eyes and just relaxing, nostril breathing. And obviously some of you aren't gonna be able to do it for long periods of time, but even if you just do it for a couple of minutes, it can be very helpful for your sleep. Getting you back into your body rather than in your head is going to be the key here. And this is why I ask that question to you, what calms your nervous system? For me, it's art, it's playing guitar, it's singing. And it's amazing what happens after a little while of just doing that you all of a sudden just feel more relaxed and that's basically you being in your body and calming your nervous system down. And finally, the most important one is mindset around sleep. Worrying about your sleep is only going to perpetuate the problem. And so I've got a really great tip for you here and it's really helped a lot of our online clients. Even if you wake up in the night, calming yourself down and relaxing is going to be 
way more restorative and rejuvenative than sitting there tossing and turning, being pissed off and worried and frustrated that you're not sleeping. So if you do wake up in the middle of the night, what I would recommend is just realize that you're awake and then just go, okay, I'm, I'm awake now. That's okay. I'm just going to relax and I'm going to chill out and I'm just going to soften my body and relax. And a really cool tip is talking to yourself in the third person, but almost like you're talking to a baby. Okay. You're going to relax now. You're going to ease back into sleep. You're going to feel more restorative relaxation. What that is doing is actually telling your brain, it's okay, you're just going to relax. You're just going to chill. And that is so much more helpful than going, oh my God, I can't sleep. Why can't I sleep? And that's just razzing up our nervous system. So that's a really brilliant key tip is with that calming, soothing voice, just ease yourself back down to sleep. Nice and relaxed. <clears throat> and as you can see here, on one hand, we've got the very practical solutions that if you apply over a period of time, you're going to get results, hands down. We've had members who couldn't sleep at all to sleeping nine hours every night deeply. Their gut's better, their energy levels are better, their mindsets are better, and that's down to all these little tips that we've suggested here. Finding the right baseline, getting the right help, and then moving forwards in the right appropriate way is very useful for you. And then we come down to the more pragmatic stuff about the mindset, what calms our nervous system, and how we can help ourselves there too. So I hope this was really helpful. Let me know once you've applied some of these things, come back to this video and just comment in what has been a game changer for you. This will help someone else who is probably watching this video now. The more people see this and apply this, the happier homes will be and the happier you will be too. Hey guys, it's Toby here and I left out two that I wanted to add into this because I think it's important. The first one is perception of sleep. There was a study, I think it was through one of Dr. Deepak Chopra's books, but there's studies on this just outside of that too, where they talk about the perception of sleep and basically people who perceive that they sleep better, even if they don't, actually tend to feel better. And they found that even insomniacs, people who said that they weren't even able to sleep for five minutes at a time, actually, when they did the study, found that they actually slept three to four to five hours over that seven to nine hour period, yet in their head, they literally felt or at least said that they didn't sleep for more than five minutes at a time. Now, getting five hours or four hours of sleep is a lot better than getting one minute or five minutes all up, which is what they believed. And so the perception of your sleep is really important you don't actually probably know how much you slept because you're asleep. If you want, I would just Google perception of sleep studies and see what comes up. But that's also an interesting note to add that the perception of sleep can actually either increase your wellness or decrease your wellness and your anxiety towards sleep in the first place. So be mindful of that and shake it off. If you didn't sleep well, oh, I didn't sleep that well, but that's okay. I'll be all right. I'll make sure I do all the right things for myself today and then get back into a routine tonight. 
The second thing that I wanted to add is your morning routine and your nighttime routine in the terms of what time you go to bed and what time you wake up. If you can get a consistent routine and structure with the time that you go to bed and the time that you wake up, it will eventually help you fall naturally asleep and wake up naturally that's really appropriate for you. So those are the two things I wanted to add in. Obviously, this is a huge list of things. So I hope this was helpful and I hope you have a beautiful restful night's sleep moving forwards and come back to this video and re-watch it whenever you feel like you're going off track or you need more support. So wishing you all the best. Thanks for watching and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Hey, I hope this video was really helpful for you. If you haven't already, please hit the like button and feel free to leave a comment. What was your takeaway, your insight from today's video? It's really helpful to actually write your learnings down. We seem to embed it better and it seems to help us move forwards with life. Here are three ways we can help you right now whenever you're ready. The first way is make sure you add yourself into our free information recovery group on Facebook. We'll leave a link in the description below. It's a really supportive, encouraging place. There's no negative venting. You can ask questions to other people. There's something like seven, 8,000 people in there right now. And I'm sure by the time you're watching this video, there's even more. So go over there right now. We share success stories. We share our latest free trainings that come to the public. And we always share upcoming information about upgrades inside our program. And also when we offer free webinars or free information nights that can further help you with your own recovery. The second way we can help you, which is one of my favorite, is through all our free trainings. We're going to leave a link in the description with our favorite free trainings that we know can help you start your recovery, whether that's through our baseline training, which will help you stop pushing and crashing our three stages of recovery to figure out exactly where you're at and know what to do next. Or my favorite, which is our guest panel workshop, which was actually exclusive for our members. It was so damn good that I actually asked them, can we share this to the public? They all said yes, all five of them. So thank you past members. They share their five recovery secrets and it's really powerful. There's tears, there's aha moments, there's real key insight and inspiration. And so whether you're a one out of 10 and you're really struggling right now, or whether you're further along in your recovery journey and you're integrating back into life, we have you covered. The third way we can help you is through our actual paid online recovery program, the mentorship recovery program. And if you are interested in getting proper help, a holistic comprehensive plan, professional coaching from the best coaches in the world, whether that's with mindset, movement, nutrition, restorative movement, reconditioning, integrating back into life, integrative medicine, baseline, structure, routine, accountability, all things health and life. Feel free to apply for the program today. All you need to do is click on the form, cfshealth.com slash form, fill out the short two to three minute form application and the team will be in touch with all the details that you need to know about the program via email. So make sure you check your spam folder for all the free trainings. If you've sent through an application, please be patient. My team are real people, okay? They're not robots. So if we don't get back to you within seconds or hours, it's okay. <laughs> we will get back to you. If you don't hear from the team within two to three days, that means that it's basically gone to spam or junk 
and it's gone missing. So please send a follow-up email to the team at info at cfshealth.com. If you have any questions, go check it out. But I would highly recommend adding yourself into the free group right now. Go click on that link in the description. Go download all the free trainings. Honestly, the whole reason why this whole thing started is because when I went through this myself, it was so painful and so excruciating that I didn't want anyone else to have to go through it. And some of these free trainings are so damn valuable. Back then, I would have paid thousands of dollars for. We've had so many comments and emails and posts saying, oh my God, the baseline training was a game changer for me. Toby, I've been doing this now for three months and I'm feeling so much better. My symptoms are decreasing. I've got more stamina. I've got more energy. I'm able to do more things. So, you know, whether you're learning from us and consuming our content through our free format, I'm so stoked. Whether that's in our paid program, I don't really care. Either way, all I want to make sure is that you are moving forwards. You are starting to really implement this work. And that's really what it's all about. Once we implement, we make change and we start to move forwards. Sending you a ton of love. Of course, feel free to consume as much of the YouTube videos as you like. There's so many really, really great ones, new and old. Sending you a ton of love and uh, speak to you very, very soon. All the best for now.